0: Welcome to the Secret to My Success Show. Our guests will inspire, educate, and motivate our listeners who own a business or dream about being a business owner. Today's guests will share their stories and the secrets to their success. They have valuable insight with what they went through to start and grow their business. They will share the good, the bad, and the ugly. I promise it will be fun and valuable. Later in the show, former Major League Baseball player Luis Aliseo will be here talking to former celebrities and athletes about their transition from fame to being hands-on business owners. Good day. This is Alan Bornstein, secret to my success, and I get to play with my good old buddy, Mike Mick McGann. <laughs>
1: How you doing, Alan? Good to see you. Nice to see you. Well, you haven't been on here in a long time. It's been a while. You know, my schedule is absolutely insane. Lots going on in my life. And uh, moving ahead, but it's really nice to, to be back and, and have a chance to hang out with you a bit. We're so glad to have you.
0: I'm sorry Louie's not here today. He's a little under the weather.
1: He is. Yeah, I... I, I hey, look, he he was doing the right thing. It's all right. He, he got a shingle
0: shot. He did. I know it's HIPAA, you know, non-compliant talking about it, but he got the shot, and then he said now he's home with the flu and he can't move.
1: It, and it happens. I mean, you have reactions, but listen, it's probably... My first ex-wife had shingles and it was a nightmare
0: your first one what about second third fourth
1: seconds never had singles i haven't i haven't um, married the third yet i don't know who she is uh,
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> but you have to make sure she had the shingle shot before you marry her because nobody wants to go through that twice i don't want to deal with that again exactly i
1: mean i i, I like helping and, and serving but there, there's a point that it just gets to be too much
0: that's awesome i would agree with that and speaking of that yes we've got this really cool couple nice that have been segue. working together for a very long time and they have an amazing story, so we're going to go a little longer with these folks today, and we get to hear all about it. It's a local business. Here. I want to hear it. I love On
1: local page. business, and I love these stories. And
0: I'm going to let Maria go first. Maria, welcome.
2: Thank you, thank you. so nice to be with you guys today.
0: We are so glad to have us. And you actually were kind enough to invite your husband.
2: Yes, I did. I invite him to a couple things every week. This, Re- You know, it's the first one.
0: Wow! Like breakfast once in a while.
2: There you go. I am a. I make a killer breakfast. Actually, I don't I'm do usually this, the one serving I'm a it. breakfast person.
1: Wait, what does the breakfast typically include?
2: Well, eggs. Okay. Bacon. Yes. Sometimes a little banana because Americans don't know this, but most Caribbean people include banana as a side dish, not as a fruit, but as a side dish to your. Breakfast or lunch or
1: dinner. Ooh, that sounds fascinating to me.
0: Wait a minute, are we talking bananas or plantains? Plantains, right? But
2: plantains, no bananas. But the bananas (laughs) go with everything. I I love
1: bananas, and I I like to have the fried plantains with a little garlic salt on them.
0: I love plantains.
2: That's more a dinner, lunch, or dinner. But the banana goes in the breakfast.
1: Yeah, I would. I would put cayenne on the banana. Or perhaps, oh. more likely, scotch bonnet, actually, because that's my that's my, uh, my speed.
2: Oh, there's an idea. That's the way to
1: go. little scotch bonnet banana. <laughs> the scotch banana net. Oh, my God, that was awful.
0: Is this really a cooking show today?
1: I don't know. We haven't gotten into what the business is yet, Alan. She's know, talking, about talking about the breakfast about, she makes.
0: Actually, JC did. So, JC, are you in love with that breakfast? Is that really what you like?
3: <laughs> uh, I don't even eat breakfast. I don't, I don't have time. To- you better say yes. Well, let's move on. He didn't say yes. So,
0: <laughs> so
1: this this is secret to my success. Let's talk successful business after successful breakfast.
0: Exactly. So, JC, did you eat breakfast today? I, I, I don't eat breakfast. Really? I don't. Maria, if you want to cook breakfast for me, I'm in. Okay, just want you to know that I'm I good like with breakfast. a protein
1: bar. I got to keep myself in on stage shape.
0: I love breakfast. I love it. I just don't eat it
1: often. Okay.
0: Breakfast, it gets you going for for the day.
2: I don't know why he refuses to eat breakfast. I make it if he eats it or not, then that's on him.
0: So Maria, um, when you tell him you made him breakfast, do you make him eat it?
2: No, not today, not today. Today I was all excited about being on your show, and so I woke up and I thought to myself, this is perfect. I just realized I have the perfect face for a radio interview.
1: Oh, stop. Stop. (laughs)
0: Come on, (laughs) JC, you know your wife's a hottie. (laughs)
3: She is. That's it. Now that's it. it just comes in, uh, you know, every once in a while <laughs> in flashes.
1: I, on those, on the, the, the couple times during the week that she invites you to things as she said. Okay, great. <laughs> I, I, well, that's the thing is, the interesting thing is your dynamic is, is really very cool. Like, I love this kind of interplay. And when it comes to bringing that to business, in my mind, that's always been part of a secret to success is to enjoy those business relationships and enjoy what you're doing.
0: So we're going to start with this. And I totally agree with you, Mike. Thank Nick. you. It's, oh, you're such a pain. He said, she said. So you are telling me your story, Maria. I want you to tell me how this all started. And then I want to hear JC's version, okay?
2: Okay. <laughs> well, um, I know that he started when he was 14 years old, um, learning from a um, master jeweler in Palm Beach, where he ended up staying there for 11 years. Until he got the itch to open his own business,
0: so would and, that make him twenty-five?
2: So, correct.
0: Okay. Okay. Correct.
2: Which is at the point that we met, and um, he opened his business in uh, May of nineteen eighty-seven. We married in eighty-eight. Hold on one second. Just, have-
0: just stop. So when you met him and he was a jeweler, were you pretty excited that, wow, there's some really cool French benefits to dating a dude that's a jeweler? Yes, Okay.
2: absolutely. Okay. He would stop by, um, I, I was from Fort he would stop by and show me all the pretty things that he either just picked up or finished or whatnot, and got me all excited with all these jewelry. And uh, I said, sure, I was a hottie back then, I will tell you this. Um, and um, I said, sure. And then um, we um, we got married the following year, which is kind of funny because when I said to him yes, that you know with a ring proposal, I said fine, but I'll be ready to get married in five years. And he said, "No, I'm marrying, I'm getting married next year, with or without you. No pressure Ooh, there." Ooh, look then.
3: at
0: that! That was the ultimatum.
2: Okay, it's impressive
0: in sales. It's called the takeaway. It is. Oh, well, this is. Okay. It, I know it
1: might it might not be for you, but I'm sure there's someone that it's for.
0: Exactly. Wow, <laughs> JC, did you know you were doing that? What's that, JC? JC, did you know you were doing the takeaway with your future to be wife?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I told her uh, that I was ready. I didn't have time to be uh, dating too much. I was working 20 hours a day, so.
0: That's okay. it. I you're agree.
1: in or you're out and if you're out somebody yes, else will you're be. You're in, in
0: or you're out. That's that, it. That's it. Okay. So Maria keep going. Let's hear the rest.
2: And um so we got married and um th- I went to work for the school board and Hold, I got- hold on one
0: second. One second. One second. Just step back. Did you pick out the engagement ring or did he?
2: She chose the engagement ring and we actually it's funny being a jeweler. You would think I have this beautiful ring at the beginning. Um, he gave, we were engaged for many months before he actually presented the engagement ring.
0: So was, Um, was JC, was that you trying to pick the perfect one?
3: No, that was me trying to get some money together to be able to buy a diamond. (laughs) There you go. That is the truth. We've all been through
0: that.
1: I thought it might be a promotional ring. Okay. That somebody sent (laughs) it. It's like, I'm just waiting for that promotional ring to come in. No, like, we what was the song? This diamond up-
0: ring doesn't mean what it meant before, and you picked one up from somebody that. Well, I sold can tell you
1: that there is a local performer who goes by Neil Zirconia, and that's all I have to say. About that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, True story. The guy's great, but yeah. Anyway, no, but but we kid with all this. Um, but I, I love that story. I think that is so cool. Where it was just, look, I want to marry you. I'm ready now. I don't have much time, so let's do it. But I don't even have a ring. But I'll get there. Hey. And it happened.
2: Exactly. Okay. There
1: that's was That's no faith.
2: No money whatsoever. There that, was no money.
1: Okay. To me, that's faith, though. And I think it, it takes a degree of faith in yourself, a degree of faith in who you are and what you can accomplish. Not only to ask somebody to marry you as a jeweler and be ringless for a few months, uh, but also when it comes to building a business. I think it takes a lot of faith that you have what it takes in the fundamentals and that you have a service people are going to need.
0: Okay. So let's go. You're married now. And let's hear more about your business story. I We're keep interjecting. Now, I'm sorry.
1: I
2: go to work for the school board. And um, after a year or so, he needed me at the business. And I came to work with him. And we've been working together ever since, which a lot of people ask me, how do you do it? I can never do it. And um, what we try to do is not overlap. You know, he does his thing. I do my thing. He's got, you know, the part of the business that he runs. I have the part of the business that I run. Okay, hold on. Hold on, Maria.
0: We're going to take a step back. You missed, like, one vital point that I thought was really interesting, was that you actually had some of your family help you with this to get this thing off the ground, correct?
2: Yes. This is where his dad took a home equity loan. I believe it was maybe $36,000. $27,000 how much
3: 27000 wow
2: 27 <clears throat> placed his money and his faith in his son that not only had dreams but had a plan as to how to accomplish the dreams that he was carrying with him you got to have a plan and so he put the money and his faith in my husband and we opened the store and it was pitiful, if you really think about it. We had one piece of jewelry in each showcase the day we opened.
0: They must have been really incredible pieces of jewelry to take the whole showcase, right though
2: mm-hmm. One <laughs> of the pieces was a ring an ex boyfriend had given me, and um it had it was like brand new, and we polished it and we put it in the case um so that's where we started. And Jay, how we hold, hold on one
0: second. JC, were you sending your wife to be out to get more jewelry from dudes?
3: <laughs> no, not quite. All not right, quite. I was just wondering. I was pretty uh, selfish back then. I didn't want anybody else to to uh, look at
1: her. i <laughs> that. <Okay>. She <laughs> was
3: hot. She was hot. She <laughs> I, still is. Okay, I mean, thank oh, you. Thank you mean, for in that. my eyes, she still is.
1: Wait, wait a second. We, Alan and I were both like, oh, my God, uh, we've got to help him save this. Yes, exactly. But you nailed it. <laughs> thank you, you stuck that landing, JC. You did. <laughs> that was good. It's
2: funny how we didn't have money for the showcases, and a gentleman here that had been left holding a bag, he opened a jewelry store with a partner, the partner took the jewelry, left him the showcases, actually showed them to my husband, and my husband said, "Uh, yes, they're beautiful, but I cannot pay you for this, I have no money, and the guy said to him, did I ask you if you had any money? I only asked you, could you use these? And my husband said, absolutely, absolutely, yes. And he said, take them. And my husband again asked, how will I pay for these? He said, you don't worry about it. Take these showcases. Solid wood, beautiful showcases. Um, God helped us along the way. We always prayed, and God helped us along the way, sending people that would help us with this, with that. And um, we were able to do it a little bit at a time.
0: So and I believe in God and I believe in these stories, but it's some of your persistence is what made the difference. And you told me this incredible story about how J.C. and how proud you were that he kept pushing and pushing uh, and getting some business and just banging it out. Let's hear about that.
2: Well, he, the, we used to have a mall here, the West Palm Beach Mall, which is now the outlet. It was the big and mall was, when I
1: was a kid. I loved that mall because the Twin City Mall in Palm Beach Gardens was the little mall, and then the big mall was the Palm Beach Mall. I lived there as a kid.
2: Right. Do you remember a store called Jordan Marsh?
1: Of course I do. I have pictures of it from 1968. I wasn't born yet, but the, there are pictures of the Palm Beach Mall entrance with that water and the bridges
2: beautiful I loved it well he wouldn't he would come every day and ask them to give him a shot give me one ring that I can size for you give me a chain give me something let me show you what I can do and finally the guy got so tired of my husband coming by he said which by the way we're still friends with that guy up to today he comes into our store every week the manager of the Jordan Marsh um, Jewelry Department. Love it. And he gave him a shot. My husband showed him what he could do, how the ring came out looking better than brand new because, you know, when they do mass produce, they don't really take the time to polish at the end. Right. With the detail, you know, that you should, the the time that you should spend on it. And he was impressed and started giving my husband work. And he kept knocking on doors, would travel all the way down to Miami, trying to get more stores, more stores. Back then, it was Burdines that later on converted into Macy's.
1: Yep, I remember all that.
2: All those stores. It was it was just nonstop. The hardest working man I have ever had around, you know, in my life. Nonstop. So and in- he will tell you later, afterwards, when he got some of these accounts, like the Macy's accounts. The way the hours that he would drive in one week, picking up work, which it makes no sense. Like I think about it now and I said, I cannot believe he did this twice a week, traveling throughout Florida, picking up uh, repairs.
0: So, Marie, you guys started out as the jewelers to jewelers. So these people had were selling all this stuff and you were doing all the maintenance, all the repairs, all the sizing. Correct. So you were the guys behind the scene that made everybody else look wonderful. Correct. I know people like that.
2: We didn't have customers yet. Nobody knew who we were yet. So even though we had a storefront, uh, what kept us alive um, was the the back, the repair shop, doing everything here instead of most jewelers that send it out. We would do it here locally. And um, every week, not only would he do the work that he had in front of him, but he would constantly search out new accounts, new accounts, new accounts.
0: Okay, hold on, stop. We have to get J.C. involved. He's been sitting there pretty quiet in the back. J.C., let's hear. Let me hear your comments about that. You agree with all that?
3: Uh, Yeah, she's pretty uh, accurate on that. That you're the
0: hardest-working guy that she actually knows?
3: Well, I don't know about that. I think my dad was harder working than I was. But other than that, I work pretty hard. I still do.
0: What did your dad do?
3: My dad... um, uh you know one of the things we're both immigrants okay we were both born in cuba and uh my father was um he didn't, his profession was he was uh, an accountant but he was uh, more than that he was an uh, entrepreneur he had uh, multiple businesses by the time my dad was uh, 27 years old he was self-made and when um Castro came into power in Cuba. The first businesses that were in, intervened in Cuba, in my hometown, were my my dad's businesses, and uh, that's the moment that my dad decided that we were leaving Cuba mm-hmm. and we would try to to get to the land of milk and honey, and uh, we, the process started there, and we went through Spain and finally got here, and that's really the uh, you know my my example of of persistence, and what hard work can accomplish. And, um, you know, when we were in Spain, I was uh, 10 years old, and we um, had, in Spain, it's really difficult, or used to be really difficult for foreigners to get jobs. And we found uh, a man that used to make these dolls where you hung the, um, the kitchen utensils on it. And we would, my older brother and I, which at the time was 13 years old and I was 10, we used to get in the subway system, go to this man's house every Saturday and pick up bags of these dolls that had to be put together. And after dinner, every single night, we would set up the table and we would make these dolls. And then on Saturday, we would take them to the garden, and pick up the, the, the next one. So I've been working since I was... 10 years old i haven't stopped till now and i don't plan to stop anytime soon and uh that's how i learned how you know how to uh appreciate a buck and how to uh do what you had to do to you know get your family where you wanted to go and we have um my wife and i have two kids that we were able to put them through private school and uh university and they're both professionals and um, you know we're very proud of that and what we've been able to accomplish is the American Dream. So JC um, let me tell you let's talk
0: about the American Dream and it's interesting because we have a lot of people that come on the show and what we find is almost surprising that a lot of family members are not supportive of other family members starting a business.
1: It's wild how often we run across that.
0: Yeah, like people, yeah, my t- my, my wife told me I'm crazy. I need to go get a job. Well, my it's the old don't quit your day work. job thing.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, the fact is, you know, that's going to keep you on a certain leash forever. It takes a lot of guts, determination, and, as you said, JC, persistence. It's a big one, and that's persistence in the face of a lot of negativity, too, isn't it? Yeah,
3: definitely.
0: And, and we, your father, awesome. he saw, he saw a, like, how do I put this he he wasn't truly rewarded for all he did actually in in Cuba and for you to go out and see all the things that he went through and say forget it I'm gonna do it again I want to be my own boss what was your motivation
3: well um, I really wanted i've I've always I've been a dreamer okay that was I think one of the The biggest difference uh, between my dad and I, after my dad went through what he went through, he became a little um, hesitant to take chances. Sure. And, uh, you know, my dad was always telling me, keep your feet on the ground, keep your feet on the ground. I always felt like I kept my feet on the ground, but at the same time, I, you know, I dreamt that, that I wanted to become somebody, be be better than and i tell my kids all the time i go you know if you don't dream you don't grow Mm. and if you don't reach for the stars you're going to stay where you're at forever you need to reach a lot higher than where you're at and even if you don't get to that point you'll be a lot better off than you were when you started so that's always been my my dream you know i I used to tell my wife when we first opened you know i want to have Ten stores. I want to have fifteen stores, and you know, and uh, we haven't gotten there. And I don't think that's uh, our point. Now we want to have the best jewelry store and get the best service that that we can out of one store. And I think, uh, who knows? Eventually, we have kids who are involved in the business. I have my nephew, my son-in-law, my daughter. That you know, they're all involved in the in the business. And I want them. I want to grow the business big enough that they all have the same opportunity that I have and, you know, the same opportunity to grow and to to excel in what they're good at.
0: Let me ask you, how yeah. has the Internet changed that goal of opening multiple stores? Because right now it seems like you've got access to everything at your fingertips. Right.
3: Um, you know, I, I've never... That's one thing that I... You know, that we've always um, talked about is that we're not competing... We're not trying to compete with anybody. We're trying to be... Our own, um, you know, our, have our own identity, and not try to compete with the internet. We're not trying to compete with the department stores. We're just we do our Can work. We do a little it well. Bit
2: of that question, go for it. Um, uh, this is what I've always heard from, from our customers, and we didn't even know we were creating this when somebody steps into our store. The internet is a cold place. You don't know who you're buying from. You don't have a body of faith that's going to back up that product that you can walk into and and say, you know, file a claim or something that went wrong. Uh, But also in a world where we're all feeling so divided, it's nice to walk into a store where you are treated as a human being, as a person, not as a number, not as a sales ticket, not as, you know, our next big sale. We are a no-pressure store. You walk in, we greet you. We have created an experience when you walk into our store. And you cannot get that from the internet, the human interaction. Sometimes you walk in, and if we just finish making uh, Cuban coffee, we're going to offer you some of our black liquid, uh, life-giving, uh, I like to call it our Cuban crack. Is hey, like Mike, Cuban let's go. coffee
0: Right now. I could really use it. Yeah, I could too. I'm, I'm getting thirsty right? just thinking And about um, oh, I, eventually,
2: you become part of the family. We have customers that have been coming to us where the parents started coming and the kids. And they have been with us for 35 years on this journey. And they continue to come because of the experience that they receive right. versus buying something on the Internet that um, you don't get to see the face of who is selling this to you.
1: That's a good point. And
2: that's kind of like what we created without even trying And the customers come and they bring us the pictures of their grandkids and of their kids that got married. And it's just nice to see them where we're kind of growing together.
0: It's interesting to think way back when, uh, I don't know, Mike, if you remember, they would say that if you went to a jewelry store to have a repair, don't let them take the diamond out in the back. They had to do it in (laughs) front of you. Yes. So you knew they didn't replace things or change (laughs) things or do things. Very true. I mean. Do you have people that come to you and tell you these horror stories about other jewelers that have done things to them that just was unimaginable? We, yeah. we
2: do, and um, at the beginning, we would feel kind of offended when someone would ask, oh, can you take the stone in front? Because we on the inside know who we are. We answer to a higher call, right, to a higher being. So we never had that mindset that we would ever do anything to jeopardize our name because our parents always said to us your name is all you have we come from the handshake generation where your word was your contract your handshake was so we always knew that and then we started hearing the stories and i said okay babe there's a reason why these people are a little skeptical so we said somebody needs to trust their doctor and their jeweler right 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 so we started building a report with them so Uh, rather than getting upset when someone would ask that we already knew this person has gone through a uh, story a moment where someone was less than honest with them and this is why they're bringing this mindset here it's our job to change that little by little and now we have customers which is funny they will come in drop off their engagement ring and i said wait Oh, we're going to go to lunch. Can you just clean them? Check the stone thing. Clean them for me. And I said, wait, let me give you a ticket. No, 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 no. We're just going to go get lunch and we'll be right back. Trust. That's the kind of trust.
1: You've you built trust. And that's, that's a very rare commodity these days. Especially here in and South Florida. And you never want to, do oh to
2: jeopardize that. You
1: no, know, you're, you're so right about that. I have two ex-wives.
0: And <laughs> And if you think about this, Mike, Mike, you know, aside from your house and your car, right. the engagement ring is probably the most amount of money you're going to spend on an
1: item. Well, my dad, was a, he was an aerospace engineer, right? And very scientific, logical cat. Great guy. And he used to talk about, listen, that, that ring, it's called real estate because it, there's nothing intangible about it. It is literally a piece of real estate. That is something that is a limited commodity. It's like land. It's tangible. It increases in value because of its rarity. And uh I thought that was such a cool thing to do. So and a good way to put it because you are you are presenting something that is not an intangible, the quality and so on, it's right up front. And you're right. responsible for that.
0: So somebody okay. walks into your place and says I want to spend four hundred dollars and I'm on a two carat ring, how hard do you laugh? <laughs>
2: try not to because um, they're not in this business, right. therefore they don't know. I always say it's almost like jewelry repair, there's two ways. There's the way that some customers think jewelry repair is set about and the businesses, and then there's the real way, right? Sure. And So what I do, I keep in the back some trades. Because we are immigrants, I realize sometimes people come in, they're they're on a limited budget, but they're in love. When you're in love, you want to give your significant other the world, whether you can afford it or not. true. Your dreams are to give the best of you, right? And so what I have learned through the years, we keep in the back some trades that are lower-priced merchandise. And it would break my heart for someone to walk out of our business because they couldn't afford anything. And so I give them options. Oh, I have this. Oh, we could do that. Um, Obviously, the two-carat is not going to happen. And I explain, in order for you to get a two-carat diamond uh, at a very low price, the quality would be something that you would not be proud of. And we would not be proud of when somebody says, oh, where did you get that ring? And you say, J.C. Martin Jewelers. I want to be proud of the merchandise that we put out there, and so I give them different options, and then I go into we also have a layaway. There's no interest, there's no fee. You give them a de- you give us a deposit. You come whenever you want. You pay whatever you want, and when you're done, you take it home. Just to give them option um, to be able to still purchase something nice that they can present to their their girlfriend, you know, their fiance, you know, then at that point, and still be proud of it.
0: On that note, we need to take a quick break. We've got some advertisers that would like to keep our show going. So, we'll be right back in about, I don't know, how many minutes are we doing that this time? It's
1: a couple of minutes. We'll, okay. we'll see. Look who's counting, man. This hey, It's a beautiful Saturday morning. Exactly. Okay. We'll be right back.
0: Thank you.
4: Call Apple Insurance at 888-MY-BLUE-8 today to speak to a licensed agent about your Medicare Advantage options. That's 888-MY-BLUE-8. Apple Insurance and Florida Blue. Call 888-MY-BLUE-8 today.
1: Florida Blue is an independent license of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. It's hard enough to find a job these days, but it's even harder when you don't know what your references are saying about you. Maybe you've spent a lot of time working on your resume, cover letter, going from interview to interview, and finding you've never received any offers. If you're running across any of these issues, then reach out to Check My References today. Check My References is the most comprehensive reference checking service for over 20 years, and they do it for less. Check My References services are trusted by lawyers and their reports are even used in court. Find out what employers are saying about you. Visit CheckMyReferences.com today. That's CheckMyReferences.com or call 877-593-3633. Control your narrative with check my references
0: hi this is Alan secret to my success thanks for being with us and we are going to continue with Maria and JC and Mick Mike
1: McGann. <laughs> Oh, That Mick thing, man. I'm telling you, I answer to it now. Just after all the confusion, it's kind of officially become something I'll answer to.
0: And I'm sure I give you more of a hard time about it than anybody you know.
1: Oh no, you, you're you're one of many. Oh, good. I have ex-girlfriends that call me Mick as a joke now. Oh, so that's pretty funny, Mick. It happens Mick a Mick lot. Dundee. Mick Dundee. Mick There you go. Except oh. I'm Irish, not South African. Uh, it's not. Or South. Be. Wait, South African, Australian. Yeah, Australian. Yeah, I'm
0: not sure where you. Came it's early. Them. Okay. Okay. And I'm nobody tired. offered you a Cuban coffee.
1: Haven't had any yet nobody. today. Okay? Not, well, I, I'll be going by J.C. Jewelers. We're going to have to. We'll make it happen. We're going to go over there and
0: grab some let's Cuban it. coffee. It's a beautiful thing. We're so let's see. get back to you, Maria and J.C. Cuban coffee time. Did you enjoy your coffee on the break? I did. Good.
2: I am wound up for the next 24
0: hours. It's, we only need 23 minutes, so you're going to have to com- like compress that, okay? We'll make it happen.
1: Okay, I can speed it up or slow it down. There's one button I can hit on the console that helps with that. There you go. Uh, not really. I wish.
0: Don't do <laughs> it. So we're going to go back and talk to you about some of your customers. You know, the guy who walks in and says, "I got four hundred bucks. I want a two-carat ring, and yes, I need it to look like a piece of charcoal that came off of my stove." That's not the case, right?
2: No, 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 no. It's funny, though because the 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 lesser quality diamonds that in the past years, we would we would call them like throwaway diamonds uh the charcoal what you just call the dark diamond we would never use that and now there's some um, designers that use these uh charcoal diamonds these dark diamonds and they uh, make jewelry out of it and people buy it there's a market for everything
1: that's true
0: they used to say in the auto industry there's a seat for every ass that's, <laughs> that, I that's, that. that's a good point. Um so we always ask this question. I want to know. First time you took a customer and told them to get out of your shop because you just didn't want to deal with that. Tell me about it. No oh. names. It wasn't <laughs> Mick. I want to hear about somebody you tossed out of your shop.
2: I know I know JC's um one person but my person was actually I want to hear both ladies. of them.
0: I want to hear both of them. So yes, you can go first.
2: Okay. So mine were this set of sisters, older ladies. And I would see them coming, and I wanted to hide. But back then, we didn't have uh, the employees that we have today, and so I had to take care of them. And uh, one day, I finally asked them, please not to come back, That maybe another jewelry store will be better suited for their needs. <laughs> After I told them that, and I, and I am not the kind of person to ever be like that. So right. it took a lot. And a lot of this And after I told them that, they continued to come, but their attitude was a brand new, uh, it was like different people were walking into my store. And I realized that there's only so much that you can take, and at some point, you stand up for yourself when you're being mistreated. And I said, this is enough, because I'm trying to do the best every time they come, and they're mistreating me every time. And I had to stand up for myself, and I kind of, told them you know i think you should go to another store and after that it was like they woke up completely changed kept coming but they were complete sweethearts to me from then on i've never seen anything like it i thought i would never see them again and i was okay with that but they
0: continue to come that's kind of a cute story, but um, it's nice that you turn it around, which is good. I love that. It's the takeaway. Get out, because I don't want to deal with you. But no, 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 I want to deal with you. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's good. That's nice. So, JC, I want to hear about yours, and yours doesn't have a happy ending, does it?
3: Um, well, it does for me. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. <laughs> now, I, you know, one thing that I always say to, to my kids and to a lot of people that think that when you're on your own business, you can do whatever you want um, I think since in the 35 years that I've been in business, I've kissed more, uh, donkey so that we don't say the other word.
1: Nicely put. Yes.
3: Then um, you know, then, then you would think because when, when it hurts you in your pocket, you kind of take a little more aggravation than you would if you were just an employee. Correct. So... The one person that I, the first person that I ever, the first customer that I ever fired was um, a guy that was probably about five feet, one inch tall, that thought that he was a a giant, and he made, a girl that used to work with us, he made her cry, and that's when I got involved, and I asked him to leave, and he wouldn't leave, and I had a customer, I'm, I'm just making the story a little shorter because we don't have a whole lot of time. Ha, Shorter
1: with a five-one guy.
3: It's all good.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no pun intended,
0: right? Eh?
1: It's already a short story, isn't it, JC?
3: <laughs> this guy, this customer of mine that used to be a, a retired cop from Boston, uh, was sitting in my showroom, and he was watching this whole thing go down. And this guy was like, I don't know, six four, six five. 6'5". Uh, to me, you know, I'm not that tall either. To me, that guy, you know, he was pretty pretty uh, much a giant. Yep. He just got up, up to the counter and he looked at, down at the guy and said, uh, Mr. Martin said that you needed to leave, sir. And the guy started mouthing off on him and said, I'm going to say it one more time. If you don't leave, I am going to carry you out and throw you out of the store. Needless to say, the guy turned around and left. Now, I don't enjoy doing that with customers. I like, you know, I like to like all my customers, but sure. there are, you know, some people that can cannot be helped, and uh, that's true. I we try.
0: I don't we enjoy conflict. We try our best to help everybody. everybody. So he didn't come back and shop again, did he? Uh,
3: no. Okay. Never yeah. seen him again.
0: <laughs> no, he took a short break from a <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> short break from, from stopping in, but you know, but but I think that that's an important lesson too, uh, from a business standpoint, is that you are not going to like every customer. There are some customers that you're going to dislike and be able to do business with. And sometimes that's just the name of providing a service. But there are other times that somebody is just not a good fit. And it's not easy to to find that line, especially when you're building a business.
0: I agree that you don't have to like them, but I insist that my customers show my employees' respect. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you.
1: Yeah. That's not the type that you want around.
0: We had a client that was calling up. She talked to one of my managers yelling and screaming. And I had to call this woman up and say, look, it's pretty simple. If you have to scream and swear, you need to call me. My employees don't deserve it. They're doing everything they can to help you. That's it. Right. You want to yell and swear, I'll open the phone for you. I'm not sure how long, but I will open the phone for you. Right. Sure. And then she apologized up and down. We've never had a problem either because, you know, it's so hard to find good people that when you've got somebody coming into your place and that's abusing your employees, it's one thing you as a business owner, JC, you said it yourself, you've kissed a lot of donkeys. Yep. You know, that you've had to do it where it's tough to watch somebody come in here and think they could do that to your employees. It's a good point.
1: Right.
0: So have you seen that? Has that ever happened that you had to interject and said, look, it's just not going to fly.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's the only time that I really get um, upset at a customer I mean, I can get upset at a customer, but I'm not going to show the customer that I'm upset, but I will let them see that I'm upset if they're abusing one of my employees. Okay. So
0: that makes sense. You know,
3: I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, I think, like you said, it's difficult enough to get good help. And like you said before, special in South Florida, that you want to keep your good employees and you don't want them to be abused.
0: I hate to do this. Mike, what are you doing under the desk? I mean, seriously, dude. I, found, I hear all this
1: noise. I found a feather under
0: I, there. <laughs> I apologize. But I'm, I'm trying to focus on these guys, and I see it's like, you know, a little crazy. I'm sorry.
1: Look, there's a feather in my studio uh, under the. How did the feather get here? I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I was just like, am I seeing that right? I thought I was hallucinating. Okay. You are hallucinating. Clearly, I need let, my Cuban let, coffee. Keep... <laughs> so let's keep going back. So tell me, is maybe you had too much Cuban coffee. A pillow to the
2: studio?
1: Not not that I'm aware of. I would think I would know about it. I could use a nap from time to time. <laughs> but but again, you, you know, you were talking, and I, I was paying attention the entire time because you were talking about the disrespect shown to an employee, and that is something that, as a business owner, it's something that, that, that you have to deal with at the beginning. Kiss that donkey. But the people that you hire, uh, they're not the owner. They are the ones who are the face of it. And they do deserve respect from the customers. If people have an issue, bring it higher up. And, you know, uh, you obviously are the other kinds of people who will stand up for their employees and say, look, we're the authority on this. We're the ones to talk to when it comes to that situation. So but I'm yeah, sure don't
2: they say if you take care of your employees, your employees will take care of your customer
0: every time. Right. So the one thing that you two love the most about working together is. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I've never thought
3: about that. Oh, that was but beautiful. That she, know, she stays thing. on her her lane and I stay on mine.
0: <laughs> That's the one thing that you love the most is that you guys drive in separate <laughs> lanes.
3: Yeah, so we just yes. You know we don't we don't try to step on each other's toes. She handles the the financial part of the business. I handle all the the uh production and all the dealing with merchandise and all that i i'm the face of the business she's the the uh, force behind me you do realize that way you
0: do realize why she handles the financial part of the business right
3: Yeah, so I can't spend
1: it on on
0: another girl? Is that what you want to say? I I didn't have to. You just made it
3: perfectly clear.
1: (laughs) You know what? There's a lot of mutual respect between the two of you. You respect each other as professionals enough to trust each other with that side of the business. And again, I think that that degree when it comes to starting a business, being with people that you do trust, knowing that they can do the job, um, is a huge part of it. You don't right. have to ride the other person then. And I think that that degree of mutual respect is very encouraging. Okay, so let's go back if to you, you Maria. Hold on, Maria. It, Hold on, Maria. I want to hear what you love the most. He's He says, you I'm know, staying in line
0: I'm
2: going to tell you what. He was always a dreamer, but he was always very good at sharing his dreams, what he was thinking with me. Once the two of you have a common goal, yes. it's really not that hard to work together to get to the place that you have talked about so many nights, that you've been sweating for, that you've been sacrificing for? Why, what else would you have in your mind other than the two of us have this dream now that we share and um, we are going to get there. So we know everything that we do, what's driving us at the end of the lane, what we're seeing over there is where we want to go. And we have actually had the opportunity to help a lot of people along the way, right? Because God has channeled through us a lot of blessings, so it's a blessing to us to bless other people and organizations, local organizations, that are doing great work here in our community. And so once he shares his dreams with me, now his dreams become my dreams, and we're both working towards that. So it really is a pleasure to see each other every day uh, for him to come in the back and say, oh, we just got this new customer, this is what she's ordering and shares with me, the process. Oh, you know that's great. I'm proud of you. You know for making that sale. Just we share each other's lives.
0: Okay, so I got to give. I, I, I
2: married him when I was 18, so we're one. I we get. Are, I, I need the flip
0: side of this. So that's beautiful. It is beautiful, but the flip side of this is God's woken up on the wrong side of the bed, and you guys aren't feeling very blessed today. What's the one thing that you've had issues with as a couple? Owning a business oh, together. Oh,
2: the employees! I'm going to tell you, the employees know, and they hate it, uh, and it's just funny to watch when we come in and they know we're not on the same page that day.
1: Oh, it they're happens. Like, uh oh. <laughs> Head for the hills. Yep.
2: Uh oh. So they're um, smart
0: enough I, not I, to interject.
2: Right. And I think I second guess him sometimes when he sells something. And because I am the financial side of it, I get to see the bills. He doesn't. And Mm. so when he sells something and I say, why did you give it away for that price? He does not like it when I second guess his choice in the price. So I always tell customers, oh, you want you need to talk to J.C. if you want the best price. I'm the one that pays the bills here.
1: You want so that two-carat cool. ring for $400? Talk to him, right?
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not a true he story, about the
1: He's story.
2: got the soft heart, and I second-guess him sometimes on the prices, and he said, like, Maria, just like he said, stay in, in your lane.
1: That's good. <laughs> no, but again, <laughs> I, I, I think there's a mutual respect there, and that's very powerful.
2: It has worked, so why— uh, how is it that Americans say, if it's not broken, don't fix don't it? Don't fix it. It has worked yeah. for 35 years. So why do anything different?
0: How has COVID changed your business?
2: Oh, well, it was it was hard because you have the customers that are very, very careful or are um, immunocompromised and They would come in and they wanted to have everybody masked up. And we've tried to be very respectful to both or the many different opinions that are out there with the COVID and all that. We were we had to close when everyone had to close, but um, our stores that depend on us from we get work from from uh, Vegas, from New York, work that gets shipped in every day, and the stores depend on us we had to take a determination that, okay, at least the skeleton crew, whoever wants to come in can come in. Um, It was, you know, financially hard because we're a luxury. We're not a needed item. It's not like we sell cheese and milk and and meat. Um, People don't need jewelry, if you think about it. It's not a need. And so it impacted us. But you know what? If you know how to make a dollar uh, a year ago, you know how to make a dollar today, and you will continue to do it.
0: Oh, I um, like that. Right.
2: So we were, we were able to bounce back, and I feel like we're better than ever.
0: That is incredible.
1: That, that That is quite a story.
0: There's quite a few businesses actually came out of COVID a little better off than they were when they went in, but there's quite a few that just didn't make it.
1: A lot of it depended upon how well people were able to pivot. Well, I see
0: now the biggest challenge is employees, you know. It's so hard finding employees. What have you found in your marketplace?
3: We well, have our, our employees having
2: with us forever.
3: Our, um, our business is a little tricky because it, it's, you need to have people that are it, – it's a trade, you know, The and it's a, a dying trade at that. We always try to have an apprentice – Um, working with us so that there's always somebody coming behind, um, you know, the younger generation that can. But it's even hard to find. We pay our apprentices to learn. Uh And sometimes it's hard to do that, to find somebody that wants to do that, that wants to to put in the time. You know, young people, you know, college is not for everybody. It's true. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I remember when I was in high school, we had, the technical schools that I don't even think they exist anymore. They do. And, um, no, there are some plumbers around. and
0: electricians are printing money. They are, and, and yeah. in some cases, so are broadcasters. Right, some of them. <laughs> of them. <laughs> he went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, I,
1: now I teach there. So, uh, <laughs> yes, But I've had a great twenty-two year career out of it, so I cannot complain. I mean, to me, it was it was an awesome move, and I, I left being a financial advisor to do that. But he, had you, he
0: met you twenty-five years ago, he might be a jeweler.
1: It's not well. I I was that was also way pre sobriety for me, so I was not likely to say no to anything,
0: right? See, you Uh, you could have been a jeweler. And speaking of that, twenty five years. How many years does it take before you actually think somebody knows what they're talking about as a jeweler?
3: Well, it all depends on the person and what the interest is. I started when I was fourteen years old, and when I was twenty five, I opened my own business because I took it serious and I wanted to learn and you know i had i'm very grateful for the people that that i got to know in, on my journey and the people that uh took the time to to teach me i mean i had the guy that i worked with for 11 years he uh he passed away not too long ago but he was instrumental in in me being who i am right now and there was another jeweler uh also in Palm Beach that was uh a master jeweler, His name was Willie uh, Cortez, and he taught me a lot as well. I mean, and I'm grateful for those people for the time they took to teach me and to let me know what I needed to do, what I was doing wrong, what I needed to to change. And and you know, over 11 years, I uh, I learned as much as possible. And and the funny thing is that you never stop learning. I mean, I've been doing this for. 46 years I'm 60 years old I've been doing it for 46 years and every day you learn something different I'm you know I, I went to school for I'm a gemologist I did all of that on, on my own you know it's it's, it's been a, a, a journey I mean you know we started from nothing and you know we have a nice business established and like you said I'm you know we do we do work for a lot of jewelers and a lot of a lot of places, even you know, out of state, you will people don't know me, but if you mention my name, a lot of people will recognize the name because we do work for a lot of stores that are, you know, New York and California and right. in St. Louis. I mean, uh, we get work from all over the place.
0: So I look at things from a perspective of that. I'm a small business owner. I'm a local guy. I handle clients all over the country, just like you. But at the end of the day, I run into the large nationals that do what I call the hit and run. They come in, they sell, never see the sales guy again. And that's it. And it's hard for them to service it. And it's just it's not a fun experience. And I kind of get the feeling that you guys are in the same situation, that there's never a hit and run because selling a diamond is just the beginning. Right. It's the beginning of this relationship. relationship about how you have generation and generation of people that are coming to you. It's not of, yes, I just got the guy's money. Let's lock the door so he can never come back.
1: No, and that, the thing is that's often a way that business is done, and it's why a lot of business fails uh, because the focus is not necessarily on relationship. But I think the two of you also have a relationship that is kind of uh, – that that mutual respect in it transfers to client relationships. And to me, that is very much a winning formula.
2: Well, you can't look at business like the stock market, right? You can't say, well, I'm going to invest five years. Right. And I'm going to throw some money at the stock market. You do it for the long, right? The result at the end of many, many, many years of investing. And that's kind of like the way that business needs to be. You need to run your business like that. That's right. You can't just think, I'm going to make a nice sale today, and I'm going to get the most that I can. Because if you give this person the right price, the right treatment, the right experience, not only... See, we don't advertise our business, but our customers are the best advertisers that we have.
1: That's the way it works. We get
2: called every day, my neighbor, my church friend, my mom, my aunt, my friend recommended you guys... To us.
0: I agree and that if you They do
2: all the advertising for us.
0: But if you do good by somebody, might, they might tell three people. If you do bad by somebody, it used to be a hundred. Now they tell the world on the internet. It goes
1: on the internet yeah. immediately. Oh, and it's right. done.
0: It's a problem. Yeah. So I think it's the smart approach. But we are actually running out of time. And what I'd like you to do is what you never do. Advertise. I want you to advertise. <laughs> I want you to tell everybody on our show. How do they find you? What's your website? What's your website? Tell us. What's your special this well, week? Right what do now? you got?
2: Very simple www.jcmartinjewelers.com Okay We're located at 1800 Forest Hill Boulevard We have three suites But we go by suite B1 BSM Boy 1 In West Palm Beach Right across from Flagler Bank And um, this is where we're at This is where we hope to be For a long time God willing And this is where we wait for you To give you the best Um, experience um, as you search for that perfect piece for your loved one.
0: So what's your phone number?
2: 561 433 3585
0: So you sell you repair
3: Yes,
2: yes, we design
3: We have a full time designer on premises
2: We engrave We have a laser engraver Correct? Okay. Laser welder because there are some pieces that Um, cannot take the heat of the torch and so we have a laser welder for those um, delicate pieces
0: well once again your phone number
2: 561-433-3585
0: and you help people just south florida if somebody from california wants to call up and uh let's not go crazy from california
2: California wants to call up we will take
0: care of you. You're awesome. Very generous. Guys, we can't thank you enough for having you both on the show. A lot
1: of fun. Thank you.
0: We are so oh, proud of everything you. you've done. This is amazing. You've got a great growing business, and that's what we love to hear about.
1: the Thank you. We appreciate
2: the opportunity. Thank, thank
3: you. Thank you, guys.
1: Thanks for listening to The Secret to My Success on Legends 100.3.
4: today to speak to a licensed agent about your Medicare Advantage options. That's 888-MY-BLUE-8. Apple Insurance and Florida Blue. Call 888-MY-BLUE-8 today.
1: Florida Blue is an independent license of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association.